0: Well, as we've been doing the last few weeks, we're doing a series called Under Construction. I don't know how well you can see that photo up there. If you can, there's tall buildings on the top and and on on the left side and at the bottom and in the middle there's a hole dug out and starting to put foundations for another tall building. Cam shared last week that where he used to live, there was a tall building going to be built and they dug this great big hole and said it took so long doing the foundations. wonder when they'd ever get the building up in time of when they said, but once they finished the foundations, the rest of the building went up quickly. The building needs to have a firm foundation and it's the same for us as Christians. Our life needs to be built on a firm foundation. And Jesus Christ is the firm foundation, who he is and what he's done.
1: We need to build our life on him. I don't think it's working. Can you move it on to the next one, Alyssa? It's
0: pointing at pointing down there. Um, yes, that's not the next one. What's happened there? So it's all got jumbled up. The next one should say Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. So I don't know what's happened there. i
1: go through them if I can make them move. Okay, (laughs) all right. Well, Hebrews
0: chapter 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And without faith, it's impossible to be a Christian. I'm going to do an illustration about faith. And so, Mary, would you like to bring me your chair? And while Mary's bringing that chair up, I'm going to get another one from out of here.
1: Yes. Aha, we've got it
0: on the screen. Thank you, Mary, for your seat. It's a nice chair. (laughs) Actually, I might put that one there. And this one here. Right. Now without faith it's impossible to please God. And I'm just gonna do an illustration with seats. What's the purpose of a seat? What's the purpose of a chair? The purpose of it is something something that us humans have made to sit on, sit on in a comfortable position. That's his purpose, to hold us up.
1: So we want a good, reliable seat. So, it wouldn't be very comfortable. And I don't know that it would be very reliable,
0: reliable. No, I wouldn't put my trust in that one. And what about this one? Feels pretty firm. Looks pretty good. Mary was just sitting on it. She trusted it. <laughs> Must be alright. In fact, it's been in this um, building for years and people have been sitting on it every Sunday. Yeah, I could trust in that chair. So have I put my faith in this chair? No. I haven't. I haven't put my faith in either chair. I'll get this pointer, let's see if it's working now. No, it's still not moving on to the next one. Oh, yes it is. There we are. So James says, Then as the body without the spirit is dead, also faith without actions is dead. And it also says, James says 2 verse 18, I will show you my faith by my actions so I haven't actually shown you the action that I have faith in this chair and it's not real faith unless there is action yeah it's good enough for Mary, good enough for me I think Mary would make a good choice I have now put my trust and my faith in this chair without the action it's not genuine faith and when we're talking about faith in Jesus, it's not a genuine faith. You can say, you know, all good-looking chair, Mary sat in everybody else and other people reckon Jesus is good. It's not till you actually sit in him, if you like. Rest in him. Take hold of him by faith. Commit. I've committed myself to this chair. Commit yourself to him. That you've really put faith in what is the firm
1: foundation of Jesus. So, Cam, it's your turn.
0: Are we going to? Yeah. Oh, to help me lift it up. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, we're screwing in more of, our, of the floor of this building, the structure that we're making. That's, revi- that's a demonstration of our life is in construction. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that's, just, that's the starting place. And these last two ones are showing putting your faith and trust in Jesus. And you haven't really put your faith and trust in Jesus, until there's actions, actions that show that you have. And those actions, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, he will impact your life, and he will lead you to do good works that he's called you to do. And James says, I will show you my faith by my, by my actions. If you've truly got faith in Jesus, there will be actions that people can see that you really have got
1: faith in Jesus. And so your faith will be shown by your actions. It's not working very well today. Doesn't want to move. Oh, there we are. No. Going backwards. Got it.
0: 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Paul says here, examine yourselves. So I'm saying examine yourselves. Check your faith. Are you really in the faith? Do you still not know that Jesus the anointed is in you unless, of course, you have failed the test? And I believe one of the real checks... As to whether we really have faith and trust in Jesus, are we resting in him, secure in him, know him in us, as that says here, know him in us, the is one is in us. Do we know his presence in us? And is that faith revealed by our actions, by our works, by what we do? That's to me the real test if you're really in the faith. And I challenge you, test yourself. Are you really in the faith? People see by your life that your faith and trust is in Jesus. You're relying on Jesus, depending on him. And that's what real faith in him means. So how do we get faith? Romans 10 verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. So normally it doesn't come instantly. Faith comes by hearing the good news about Christ. For some people, it does come when they're very young. For others, I had to hear and hear and hear until faith came. And and knowing Mary sat on this chair gave me more confidence I could put my faith in this chair because it was holding her up. And so if you see faith in action in other people's lives, their faith and trust in Jesus, that's something that encourages you too, to put your faith and trust in him. So faith comes from hearing the good news about Christ. It says in Romans 1, verse 17, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. In the gospel, the gospel means in the good news about Jesus. That's what the gospel means. In the good news about Jesus the righteousness of God is revealed. What does righteousness mean? Righteousness basically means to be right, to think right, to speak right, to live right. And God is righteous. God is always right in every way. And it says, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. You see, all of us, have fallen short of God's righteousness. We've all fallen short and that's what's called sin. And that has caused us to hide from God. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they hid in the bushes from God. And sin separates us from God. But the good news is, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus because he paid the price on the cross for our sins, God now sees us as righteous as though we never sinned. We justify just as if we never sinned. If We put our faith and our trust in Jesus. And it goes on to say, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So it's not just coming to faith in the first place in Jesus, you then live by faith in Jesus. For the rest of your life as a Christian, every day a walk of faith of trusting in him, relying on him and growing in what he's, what he's done for you on the cross Taking hold of what he's done for you in the cross through faith. I just I've shared this before, but I'll share it again as an illustration today. You know, I grew up in the church. Yep. Went to Sunday school. Went to a church school. But it wasn't until Peter Walker back there invited me to a meeting at the Salvation Army here in Mount Gambia when I was twenty nine after hearing the good news about Jesus for so many years, but when I was 29, at the meeting in February 1980, in the Salvation Army, I heard again, but this time, Jesus said you can be ever hearing, but not really hearing. That day, I really heard. I heard the good news. I heard that I was a sinner. And my sinner had caused me to hide from God, it separated me from God. But Jesus Christ had Died on a cross, the righteous one who never sinned for my sins, and he paid the price for my sins. And if I put my faith and trust in him as my Lord and Saviour, I would know what it is to be righteous myself, my sin would be gone, and God would see me as one who's right. And then he'd give me the power to live right. And so that night, I put my faith and trust in Jesus, and I really believed from that night, I knew from that night my sins were forgiven. Now, I'm sure most of you know what I've just been talking about is real in your lives. But knowing your sins are forgiven and you've been reconciled to the Father is the starting place. That's where you start your Christian life. That's where you start your faith in Jesus. It's not real good if you're running a race and you don't get off the starting block. That's the starting block.
1: Knowing that your sins are forgiven. And you're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. See, He has called us to live a right life, a righteous life. And for myself,
0: and I've shared this before, I knew the forgiveness of my sins, but I didn't know victory over some of my sins. And I tried and tried, you know, for 30 years as a Christian, 30 years as a Christian, to get victory over a couple of sins that I can never get victory over. And I kept falling into them.
1: You know, there's more to the Christian life than knowing your sins forgiven. I read this verse, I read this whole passage in Romans chapter
0: 6 as a young Christian, but verse 18 we'll just look at today and it says, Now you are free from your slavery to sin and you have become slaves to righteous living. You know, I read that, but I thought, how do you live in that? How do I live in that truth? I'm no longer a slavery to sin, but I still find myself in slavery to two sins. And you have become slaves to righteous living. And I kept saying, well, I don't know how, how I lived there. I actually one Sunday preached on that subject in three different churches on the one Sunday. It's the only time I've ever preached more than once in a, ch- once in a day. And I only preached not very often, but that day I preached in three different churches and I preached from Roman chapter 6 that we're dead to sin. So how can you live it any longer? I preached it because it's in the Bible, but I never lived it. Didn't live it. That was probably being a Christian about three or four years. I, I, it didn't come real in my life till I was about 30 years a Christian. You know how it came real that I knew the victory over those sins? And I've shared it before. Is that I suddenly realised I was trying to be my saviour in trying to get victory over those sins. Jesus is my saviour. He got the victory over those sins. When he died on the cross... And me all the time trying to get victory was me actually, in a way, rejecting Jesus. He's my saviour. He's the one who delivers you from the past and sets you free from your sins. And, and you've died to your old life and you've been raised up a new creation. And you are, as it says here, you are free from the slavery of sin and you have become slaves to righteous living. And after being a Christian about 30 years, I spend a whole lot of time just meditating on thinking on Romans chapter 6. And you know what I put up there a while ago? Faith comes by hearing the good news. I heard it, and suddenly I got it. We live there by faith, not by me trying to get there. The Christian life is a life of faith and trust in Jesus, not relying on your own strength, not by your might, by your power, but it's by his power. And I suddenly knew a freedom in my life from those sins. They were no longer a part of my life because Jesus has set me free and it's only when I took what he'd done by faith, I lived in it. Most people in the world don't take hold of Jesus because they don't have faith in him. But we can have faith in him and not live in all that he has done for us. And really, we are called to be ones who represent Jesus. We're not really representing him fully when we're still bound in sin
1: because Jesus doesn't sin. So here we are, I've just said that. So faith comes from hearing.
0: That is hearing the good news about Christ. And I heard. And now I'd like to encourage any one of you, if you're still struggling with a few sins, go to Romans 6 and read it and read it until faith comes. Do what I did actually. Go on the Bible Gateway if you have the internet and I'll read it and there's a version that's in there and there's so many versions in there. And faith came by hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. And I knew that he had set me free and I was no longer, those sins are no longer part of my life. I thank you, Father. I could have lived in that, that earlier if faith had come. <laughs> but I kept hearing and faith came. So, if it hasn't come for you, meditate on Romans chapter 6. Now, Romans chapter 6 says, you're dead to sin, how can you live it anymore? That's how it starts. And Didn't know that is true, but now I do. 1 Peter 2.24 says the same thing. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Because that's what we're called to do, live for what is right. If people are going to see Jesus in us, we need to be living righteously. By his wounds you have been healed. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out all fear. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out all fear. Any of you bound by any fears? Any of you bound by any fears? I certainly know Christians who are bound by all sorts of fears. I was bound by every fear you can think of, I think, before I became a Christian. And as I learnt to rest in Jesus by faith, I knew that He'd set me free from all fear. I'll read that again and read it. I'll just change some words. For there is no fear in God who is love. Perfect love, Mr. Jesus Christ, drives out all fear. Jesus drives out all fear. How do you get to that place of being no fear? You know, it was a fashion 20 years ago for young people to put no fear on their back windows. They usually meant they had a fear and they are trying to cover it up. (laughs) That's what it meant. You can know, no fear though. You're supposed to as a Christian, know no fear of anything. Be free from you. Fear of heights or fear of depths. Fear of death. Fear that someone might beat you up. That was what I had before I became a Christian. I was always
1: trying to avoid being beaten up. It was a real fear. But God set me free from every fear. Is that yours?
0: Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing the good news. And that's how you live in it it's by faith. You live in the Christian life by faith from first to last. It's a rest in Jesus. It's not a striving to get victory over fear, it's by faith taking hold of that Jesus has set you free from all fear. John eight thirty six says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. The sun sets you free, you are truly free. We sing some songs here that says, I'm free, I'm free. Free from what? (laughs) What are we free? We're not free to go and sin. We've been delivered from it. We're not free just to do our own thing because we've been bought by Jesus, we belong to him and we're now set apart to do his thing. I'm actually free now to walk in freedom from sin. I'm free now... To walk with Jesus and and do what He's called me to do. I'm free from trying to earn my place with Jesus. There's so many other people, so many people get bound bound in. You can't earn your place with Jesus. You can't earn your
1: place with the Father. Jesus has earned our place with the Father. Jesus has earned our place with God.
0: He paid the price for our sin. And if we're trying to Earn our place? Well, that's real bondage. He set us free from trying to earn our place with God. We're totally accepted through faith in Jesus and rest in Jesus. So, are you truly free? Now, are you truly free? Are you truly free? 2 Peter 1, verse 3, that Cam has mentioned in the last two weeks. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And I think that word everything actually means everything. (laughs) God's divine power has given you and me everything we
1: need for life. Do you know that? You know how you know it? By faith. It's in the word. As faith comes by hearing.
0: You know how you're going to know what it is to be free and all this? You need, to, you need to know the word. You need to meditate on what the scripture says. And God's divine power is sufficient for me to stand up here and preach. It's sufficient for whatever you, he calls you to do. Don't rely on your own power. Only his power. Almighty God's in you. How amazing. The creator of the universe lives in you and me. He's divine. He's God. His divine power is in us. He's in us by the Spirit. who gives us everything we need for life and for godliness because we're called to live a life that looks like God's life. Holy, righteous, blameless. He only can do that
1: by faith, not by striving. By faith in Him and knowing what He's provided for us. Here we are again. So faith comes by hearing. That is hearing the
0: good news about Christ. When the Son of Man comes, Jesus said this in Luke 18 verse 8. He said, when the Son of Man, and the Son of Man is Jesus, he said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Interesting question. Good question. Jesus is coming back and Jesus is talking about himself here. He's coming back to take over and run this planet. When man has found they've totally messed it up and the planet and everything's about to be destroyed and we all be all be killed, <laughs> Jesus is going to step in and come back and take over. And he says, when he comes back, will he find
1: faith on the earth? Good question. I hope to answer it. <laughs> We're going to look at what...
0: Have a look here in Matthew 24 for a minute. And verse 3, Jesus is speaking to his... This, no, the disciples are actually asking Jesus a question. And the disciples ask this question. What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And then Jesus gave them a whole lot of signs. They asked for a sign, he gave them a whole lot. <laughs> Because this age is going to end. It's going to end when Jesus comes. And the first sign he actually said is there'll be wars and rumours of wars. Well, there's been a couple of big rumours in the news lately. Last week, one of the headlines on the news was Russia, um, China is preparing for World War III. And the same was a headline on the news about three months ago, that Russia was preparing for world war three there's a rumor of war big war world war three jesus said the first sign was there'd be rumors of wars and rumors of wars and so jesus is coming back soon now the next two verses are looking at faith we're looking at faith today and this is in regards to what jesus said as signs of his return he says, at that time, this is 24 verse 10, at that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. I reckon that many words a scary word. At that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. I personally actually already know many who have turned away from the faith. And I've had persecution from some of them. So they've gone from being someone strong in the faith to persecuting a person in faith. I hope you and I won't be one of the many. Because Jesus said this, he said the many are going to turn away from the faith. I hope you and I will not be one of the many. I already know many. Matthew 24 verse 12 and 13 says, Jesus said, another sign, because of the increase of wickedness. Because of the increase of wickedness. Have you seen any increase of wickedness? If you haven't, I don't know where you've been looking. Just for example, 24th of January. Anybody know what happened on the 24th of January? Just gone? New York brought into law full-term abortions. Right up to end of nine months, abortions. For any reason. And then the governor of one of the other states has said, I can do better than that. We'll have full full term abortions, and if after the baby's born the mother doesn't want the baby, the baby can be put basically he said be aborted. I'm trying to say aborted, but it's mur- murder. And that's what the governor of another state in the United States has said he wants to bring in. You know, the increase of wickedness is all sure out there. And Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, the love of most, that's another real scary word to me because Jesus is saying this, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm till the end will be saved. I hope you and I are not going to be one of the most who will fall away. Because Jesus said, most will. If Jesus said it, it's got to be true. And it sounds, wow. Jesus said, "Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm till the end will be saved." I'm planning to be one who stands firm till the end. That's my plan. So, how do you fulfill that plan? <laughs> there it is. That's how you fulfill it. So, faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. So, we need to hear over and over and get even more deep into the formulas what it is to walk in Jesus and if we stop hearing I think, think of some of the people I know who have fallen away from the faith I can read this verse and put some other words in it to say what's happened to them and I can say about them faith has gone from not hearing that is not hearing the good news about Christ they got hurt or disillusioned or something in church and so they stopped coming then they stopped meeting with their home group and they stopped reading the Bible and faith went and I now even got persecution from people who used to be ones who built me up in my faith, ridicule me because I still believe in Jesus. And so how are you going to stand firm? You need to keep hearing right the way. If you stop hearing faith, well, I've seen it in others. I've seen it go. So just to finish today, examine yourselves. What, 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. Examine yourselves. Check your faith. Are you really in the faith? So have you ever really sat in the chair of Jesus and taken hold of him by faith and living in him and resting in him? And if you have, have you got off the starting block? (laughs) You know, if you have, you know your sin's forgiven. But do you know freedom from sin? Do you know freedom from fears? Freedom from any bondage because it's all yours in Jesus and you live in it by faith and the faith to take hold of it will come as you meditate on those truths. So I'm just going to pray now just to finish. Father, I thank you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the foundation for building our lives on. That we can trust in you completely. We can, like, sit in the chair, commit our lives to you and rely upon you. But, Father, I pray for anyone who's here today and has never really put faith and trust in you, that they will seek to see that you're trustworthy, like I've seen this seat and experienced this seed as trustworthy. May they seek to know you and may they look at you, Lord Jesus. And I suggest that to you if you're searching, read John's Gospel because faith comes by hearing the good news. And so, Father, I ask that there'll be people here today that haven't put their faith in you yet that will. I ask for their salvation in Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray for all the rest of us who have put our faith in you that we'll go on living by faith from first to last and we take hold of all that you've provided for us, Lord Jesus, through your death and resurrection on the cross, that we live in the fullness of the freedom and liberty you've brought us, that we would truly be the ambassadors you've called us to be, so that wherever we go, people actually see you in us. Thank you, Father. Amen.